Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big names to avoid next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Adam Azer. And it's appropriate that we're talking about big names to avoid because this weekend around the NFL gave us a couple of names you might want to avoid. The first one being Jonathan Taylor, who officially requested a trade from the Annapolis Colts after a meeting with team owner Jim Ursay. Apparently the meeting did not go so well. Uh, some weird quotes from Jim Irsay, but Jonathan Taylor officially demanded a trade, and I don't actually think it's particularly likely he's going to get traded. The Colts don't really have much reason to. He doesn't have much incentive to hold out if he wants to, but clearly that situation has degraded, and given how much that offense is going to have to rely on him, unless Anthony Richardson is just outstanding from day one, that could get pretty ugly in Indy. You know, they don't have a ton of reason to trade him, but keeping him happy seems pretty important if they want to have a chance to compete. Are you worried about Jonathan Taylor in, the, in light of this news? Yeah, and he's still on the pup list, and it could be because he wants to get traded, but I did see one report that said he's legitimately still on the pup list. As yeah, he, he had offseason ankle surgery. Right. I don't think he's a first-round pick anymore. You know, I think he's an early early to mid-second round pick. I'd take Nick Chubb over him. I'd take Tony Pollard over him, Saquon Barkley over him, and then, you know, the three running backs that everybody's taking over him. So to me, he'd probably be about RB7. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think there's enough reason to worry. You know, what if he gets hurt? Does he just not want to cut? You know, does he sort of not rush to get back? Mm-hmm. Uh, it just It's just not a great situation right now, and I had enough concerns about that offense anyway. So... Um, I, I, I was really flip-flopping between him and Nick Chubb, and this was enough to put Chubb ahead of him. So I'm not super yeah. worried, but he's out of the first round. Taylor's been my RB3, but obviously after this, I am going to move him down because it injects uncertainty uh, into his profile. There's also some uncertainty about the Seahawks' backfield because both Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker uh, suffered injuries over the weekend. Sounds like both are going to miss some time, at least in training camp. Zach Charbonnet with a shoulder injury, Kenneth Walker with a groin injury. And that's concerning. Look, uh, Pete Carroll had some quotes where he called both injuries like little things. The thing about Pete Carroll is he is always going to give you the most optimistic spin on every bit of news coming out of Seahawks camp. That's just who he is. It doesn't mean these injuries are serious, but it's just to say that him saying they're not serious. Let's wait. Until we, right. Let's wait until we get some concrete information, but it sounds like both have a chance to miss time. And, Look, if Char- Charbonnet was to miss serious time in the regular season, that'd be great news for Kenneth Walker. But unfortunately, with both injured, it just it makes it hard to to know how to handicap this one. And until we get some more concrete information, I don't necessarily want to want to move on anyone else in uh, Seattle. But 
just probably got to move both of those guys down. Is I think Kenny McIntosh was a a late round pick for them has a has a chance to earn a role here. I think DJ Dallas is still there, so some names to keep an eye on in Seattle. But look, if it's not Walker or Charbonnet, there's a decent chance in Seattle it might not be anybody yet. Let's let's move on to some big names that you're avoiding, Adam. Chris, what is your favorite episode of My Three Sons? Uh, I um. I can't say I have a favorite episode or a least favorite episode of a show that I've never heard of. I never heard of my three sons. I don't think so. Okay, I've heard of my three sons. It's apparently from the night from 1960. Okay, 1972. Interested to see where you're going with this one. Yeah, this is going to be your favorite episode of my three sons. Three players I'm avoiding: Ramondre Stevenson, okay. Anthony Richardson, <laughs> and you want to guess? I, I got nothing. TJ Hawkinson. Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right. I see where you're going with it. So Ramondre Stevenson, I guess I have to get a little bit better acquainted with his ADP, but he always goes too early in our drafts. I do Mm -hmm. not think he should be a second round pick. I think he should be more like a mid to late third round pick. I'm going to take Travis Etienne over him. I'm going to take Chris Olave, T Higgins, Devontae Smith, probably maybe Mark Andrews over him. That'd be close, but that's where I am. I'm going to take three quarterbacks over Ramondre Stevenson. They're obviously going to bring in a running back. I mean, it's just definitely going to happen. Yeah, there's been too much smoke there. Yeah, I don't know how significant that will be. I'm just, I'm not a huge Stevenson guy. I think the catches are coming way down, maybe more like 40 catches. Um, That's, I've got a stat for you there. Yeah. Uh, Brian, uh, Bill O'Brien, new offensive coordinator for the, uh, New England Patriots in his career has never as a head coach slash offensive coordinator has never been above the league average in target rate for running backs. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, Duke Johnson, I think had a 50 plus catch season. Arian mm-hmm. Foster kept getting hurt, but he was getting a lot of targets, but I, I agree. I just don't think it's going to be as big. They're, of their they're ranked 29th out of 30th, the Texans in RB target share during his time. What's the, uh, what's the, the call against TJ Hawkinson. Cause you and I talked about yeah. uh, Anthony Richardson as a bust like last week. I think Hawkinson is the first of the group of five, the Hawkinson mm-hmm. Pitts, Goddard Waller Kittle group. And I'm very content to wait until to get the last one or close to the last one. I don't think Hawkinson really separates himself from that group. Uh, he, he might be, I don't mean this as a slight to him, but he might be the worst receiver in that group mm-hmm. he's do the least after the catch he's the least explosive he's not a downfield guy so if the targets go down he's going to be a bust uh so i just i if i get in that group at tight end i never take the first one and the first one is typically hawkinson yeah the case for hawkinson is basically just look at the volume last year you know he was on like 105 catch pace after getting traded to the vikings but i think you know, if Jordan Addison is ready to step up and be a legitimate number two, I think that probably changes because last year Hawkinson entered a, a, a team that had an old and declining and not healthy Adam Thielen and a just not that good KJ Osborne. If Jordan Addison can be better than either of those guys, which isn't asking too much, I do think there's a chance that Hawkinson's volume goes down. And like you said, not explosive, not a big play guy, probably not going to be a big red zone threat with Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison there. So he's a nice, safe tight end you know if you're looking for 12 to 13 points per week that feels like a pretty safe bet for him but you're not going to get a huge you know 1100 yard season out of tj hawkinson i would guess at least so i agree with you there and and stevenson someone that definitely as draft season has gone i've 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 soured on him he was a borderline first round pick when we started the rankings process now he's more like a third rounder for me so i agree with you there and that's going to do it for fft and five we'll see you tomorrow 
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.